Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... So keeping our focus on Jesus really is true freedom. And it's a discipline and it's not easy. And it's not going to happen if you only read your Bible when you come to church. Let's remember for all of us that have put our trust in Jesus that we are a member of God's family. And I just want to encapsulate that in two simple words. You belong. You belong. So if you put your trust in Jesus, don't be looking around at these people going, I don't know, I'm not so sure I belong. You belong. You belong. How would you like to inherit something amazing? That is the promise made to all people who put their trust in Jesus Christ. What many people don't realize or remember is that followers of Jesus have that inheritance already, but have not yet fully realized it or experienced it here on earth and won't until the next life. However, many people ask, Is it possible to lose the inheritance because of some sin we commit? While some would be quick to say, yes, it is important to think through all that God has done for you before answering that question. To hear and learn more, here's Pastor Jim in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Some of your versions say the deposit. Some say the down payment. Really older ones say the earnest. Uh, Most people think, wasn't earnest a movie? Yeah, was a (laughs) who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. Remember we said last week that God was going to pull all things together under Christ. So he is our, he is our guarantee, the Holy Spirit, he, his seal, he, he, the Holy Spirit himself is our guarantee. He is in our inheritance until God pulls everything together of his purchased possession who purchased us, Christ. How did he purchase us? With his blood. See how he's building on what we learned last week. To the praise of his glory. So this is what he's telling us. That the Holy Spirit in your heart, the seal of the Spirit, you heard, you believed, you were sealed. The Holy Spirit in your heart is the guarantee that assures you, that assures all of us who believe of the glory to come. It is, it is God's guarantee. If you will, if you are a Christian and the Spirit of God lives in your heart, you come with an eternal lifetime warranty. You go, who could ever underwrite such a thing? Underwritten by the cross of Jesus Christ, underwritten by the blood of Christ. Now, some say it's like an engagement ring. And, and while I do understand that, and, and, and somebody gives you an engagement ring and says, this is the promise that I'm going to give you that I'm going to marry you, um, but, but have you ever known any engagements to, to break up? Yeah, yeah. I've had two couples break up in premarital. Yeah, people right now are like, note to file, do not do premarital with Pastor Jim. 
Actually, both of them, both of them thanked me. Yeah, one got married down the road a bit, and, and the, but they both ended up thanking me for it. So I'm, I'm not so sure that it's um, like a, a, you know, an engagement ring is not part of the wedding ceremony anyway. I think, I think what we have here, this word guarantee, is a, is a first century commercial word where someone's guarantee was not just you would give the money and you could never get it back. You know, we call them non-refundable deposits, but this is something much different. This is a guarantee that the full payment is coming. Once you have, once you have made this down payment, this guarantee in the ancient world, the full payment is coming. Um, we might say it's similar to a non-refundable deposit that goes towards a purchase that you cannot back out of the deal. You cannot back out of it. Now, here is what is amazing about this. This is what is amazing about this. Who is the one who can't get out of the deal? God. God is the one who can't get out of the deal. God says, I'm giving you my guarantee. I'm guaranteeing you this. Your inheritance is guaranteed by the blood of Jesus. So this life is just the appetizer. It's just the appetizer. Now, some of us at weddings, we go to, we go to weddings and we just eat so much food, we're stuffed by the time the real food comes. Does that ever happen to you? It happens to me every wedding I go to. My wife is like, you do this every time. I'm like, I'm not the, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, hon. Huh? <laughs> right? so, so, but this life is just the appetizer. Now, some of us are trying to fill up so much. I don't know if that's a good idea. But the best is yet to come. But the experience of this life has a lot to do with us. It, it really does. I think too many followers of Jesus associate joy with simply being in, in the actual presence of God in heaven. They only, see, they only see the joy of their salvation as only the future. Not so. Not at all. It, do, it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. Now, because of the Holy Spirit, we can enjoy the presence and intimacy of God in our lives. So sometimes I'll have people talk to me, and, and they'll go to me, how do you know God is real? And I go, I was just talking to him. And they'll go, well, maybe he doesn't exist. I go, well, then I'm legally insane. I'm perfectly willing to admit that if God is not real, that I'm legally insane. Some of you are like, Jim, God does exist, and you are legally insane. <laughs> you separate something that shouldn't be separated. But, but that presence of God in our lives, that intimacy with God in our lives now, is experienced through the word of God, through worship, and made possible by the Holy Spirit. Another, another error I think that a lot of people who would say they're followers of Jesus make is the opposite. They think this is it. And they only live for today. And because things are not going well for them now, they have such low expectations of, of heaven. They're like, what are we going to do there? I mean, really? Do you think it's going to be boring? I... 
my kids, every once in a while, they go to me, I'm bored. And I go, what does that word mean? <laughs> like, I have no idea what it means to be bored. I really don't. If any of you are bored, please see me after the service. I have a lot of work for you. <laughs> I have a lot for you to do. I have, no, I have no idea what it is to be bored. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to us, yes, to seal us, but also to help us maintain our faith here. He is the helper, the paraclete. He is the one who comes alongside of us, and he also he makes it possible to maintain our faith here, but he also is our guarantee of our arrival in heaven. He's the guarantee of our inheritance, and that inheritance is to be experienced partially here on earth. It's just the down payment, and it will be experienced fully when we get to heaven. So again, it is so important. We, we constantly come to this when we're studying the Apostle Paul, his theology of already but not yet. And we need to constantly keep that out in front of us. We have everything that God has promised to us already, but not yet. We, it's already ours, but the full experience of it is yet to come. With, with the reception of the Holy Spirit, we have already entered into the inheritance but it's important that it's almost like a trust fund that's being just kind of doled out to us. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I'm going to inherit millions. And then when I'm 21, and then, the, and then they read the will. And then they find out that they're only getting a certain amount of every year. Uh, before I uh, lived, before we moved up here, when we, when we lived down in central Jersey, one of our neighbors worked with a bunch of guys at the Port Authority and, and 24 guys went in on a lottery ticket, and they won. And they, they each got a million dollars. And he thought, I'm going to get a million. But he had an option. He took 50000 for 20 years. And so he was just getting it a little bit at a time. And so we've already inher- inherited the kingdom of God, but we've only been giving the down payment So we already have it, but we have not yet fully realized the full promise. Now, one of the things that is is really good about Ephesians is, and the Bible really balances this well, is we're supposed to hold intention living for today and and living for eternity. So I know there's some people, um, my mailman always says to me, "Um, do you think the Lord's coming back today? And, and, And I always say to him, I am ready for him to come back today, and I hope he lets me to live to be 140. (laughs) I'm fine with either. I'm completely fine with either because because I know that what I have now is just the down payment, and I know that the full payment is eventually going to come for all those who put their trust in Christ. Now, here's the thing about Ephesians. I think a lot of us are sort of in a holding pattern. We're, we're, just, we're just kind of these Christian people, and we're holding on. Ephesians is for today. And what I mean for that is, while the theology is already but not yet, he, in the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul has a lean towards 
already. He is going to lean us towards what we have already and the reasons for joy now. And he's going to put less of an influence in this book, less of a, you know, less of a, uh, you know, putting a, putting a, an idea on what we don't have yet. And so he's, he's going to really hone us in on what we need for today. And I think in a culture that is so sad, I mean, it is amazing how sad American culture is. It's, it's really, it, it, it grieves my soul. People just kind of moping around. No, no wonder why people are depressed and, and all of these different things that come along with that are going on. The resurrection, we discussed it in Galatians, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which we talked about in Galatians, we're talking about now, is cause for great joy now. Now. Because if you have heard, believed, and be sealed, you can know that the future, that eternity is set in motion. Now, when you're a pastor, you hear a lot of different things from people, but it's amazing how many of the same things you hear over and over and over again. Now, if you're new, this tends to be more of the people here that are new, and because we're going to work really hard, not us, we're going to work really hard working our way through the Bible to to get you into God's way of thinking. I know a lot of people who will say, okay, I heard, I believed, I trusted, I, I presume that means I'm sealed, but what if I do something wrong? Will, will I lose my inheritance? Will I lose my salvation? All right, well, let, let's think about this for a second. And I know a lot of people really disagree on this, but let's just tie it to the text that we are in. When the text comes that gives you reason to doubt, I'll make you all go home with a reason to doubt. But it's not this text. It's not this text. Do you believe the gospel? You answer these questions for yourself. Have you trusted that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and King? Have you trusted that Jesus Christ, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross in your place for your sins and that he rose from the dead and he's going to return as a judge and those who have put their trust in him have nothing to worry about? Now, if you answered yes to those questions, stop making it all about you. And let's just focus on Jesus, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for a second. Actually, we should do that all the time. You do something wrong. Do you really think that your Heavenly Father is going to undo your election? Do you, do you, do you really think that Jesus is going to take back his redemption? Give me that blood back. Do you think that the Holy Spirit is going to reach into your heart and remove that seal? 
Now, you can, you, can, you can go out to the diner after this. Don't text me. I'll be sleeping. You can talk about this stuff all night long. But I, but I will say this. That is a lot of undoing of the work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for something you did wrong. That, that, to me, that just doesn't seem to really make any sense. And if Jesus Christ died for all of our sins, what could you possibly do that would make God void the guarantee? Seriously, what, what, what could you do? That's why God takes guys like the Apostle Paul, one of the worst guys in town, and makes him who he is. That's why God takes unlikely people like me and makes them pastors. So people would look and go, yeah, there must be a God. The bigger issue is not, will God take any of it away? The far bigger issue is, have you really put your trust in Jesus Christ? That's really the issue. Or have you just been going to church all these years? The the Apostle Paul ends this long sentence with the words at the end of verse 14, to the praise of his glory. This is a call for all of us. Why, why, why wouldn't a follower of Jesus constantly live their life praising God? Seriously, why? Just, just think about the things we have learned in these first 14 verses. And you can get copies of the messages, either CD or online or on, on, on our app, whatever. You can, you can listen. Why, why would we not... Praise the Lord constantly unless we have forgotten that we have been chosen by God, purchased by the Son, and assured by the Holy Spirit. You see, this is why, when when he uses this word here, to the praise of his glory, this is why for us, in good times it's bad, it is so important to remember and rejoice in what God has done for you in the person of Jesus Christ. No matter what you're going through, it is so important to do that because it stirs your affections for Christ. It stirs your heart and your love for him. Somebody somebody recently was asking me, some of you know I have this weird neurological illness, and, and so... Somebody said, uh, is it hard to pastor like that? I go, it's hard to do anything like this. And they said, why do you still do it? And I said, well, because God or the devil hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> like, I mean, really? I said, I'm going to try and go as long as I can to, or till you, you start to tell me each week, you know, you really don't make sense anymore. <laughs> we don't even know what you're talking about, <laughs> which might be the case anyway. But we rejoice in God to stir our affections for him. And clearly, in this just opening 14 verses, the apostle has has set us up for the rest of the letter so we do not forget this. 
And, and I said to you, it's a good exercise to read all of these verses all the way through because you'll notice that he gave us two important reminders by, by mentioning certain words multiple times. In, in Four times in verse 1, 5, 9, and 11, we were told this was all God's will. It was his will. It was God's plan. That includes you if you've put your trust in him. No matter what's going on, God is not going right now, oh boy, this is not going the way I planned. And if you are in God's plan, that is a season to rejoice. Now, that doesn't mean what you're going through now is easy. And the Bible never, never talks like that. But we can still rejoice in Christ, in what God has done in Christ and the fact that he does have a plan. Verse 6, verse 12, and verse 14, he told us that the Lord did this to the praise of his glory. See, his will, his glory is worth our service and our worship. It's worth it. That's why we rejoice. You know, it's easy to forget the main reason why God saves us. It's to bring him glory. And you say, well, why would he do that? Is he some sort of a narcissist or something like that? No, he's perfect. So if something is perfect, it is to be admired. And so it's right, for he is a holy and perfect God. And, and here's one of the, another reason to, to praise his glory. When you keep your focus on Jesus and not on yourself all the time, that's true freedom. Because did you ever find when your whole life is consumed with yourself that you just don't feel free at all? Or do you know anybody whose life is just totally focused on themselves? What do you call those people? Jerks. (laughs) And so... And so keeping our focus on Jesus really is true freedom. And it's a discipline, and it's not easy. And it's not going to happen if you only read your Bible when you come to church. Let's remember, for all of us that have put our trust in Jesus, that we are a member of God's family. And I just want to encapsulate that in two simple words. You belong. You belong. So if you put your trust in Jesus, don't be looking around at these people going, I don't know, I'm not so sure I belong. You belong. You belong. And if you've never put your trust in Jesus, you can change your eternal destiny tonight in this place. You've heard. And now it's time to decide if you're going to believe. It's time to decide if you're going to trust. And if you do you will be sealed. And God will stamp his guarantee on your heart. So I want to just close this section, how it started in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Who is us? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the, those who put their trust in Jesus Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. We are already 
blessed. We have it already. Yes, not fully yet, but don't forget, you have it already. And to that I say, to God be the glory. That's it for today with pastor and Bible teacher Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. We hope and pray that Pastor Jim's simple and passionate verse-by-verse, line-by-line teaching through the Word of God is bringing growth to your Christian faith. Now that you've heard from us, we would love to hear from you. Please let us know how we can pray for you, answer any questions you may have, and let us know how Change by Love has helped you. Perhaps you want someone to explain to you how to have your sins forgiven, how you can go to heaven, and how you can get started or restarted in your faith. Maybe you're looking for a good Bible-teaching church in your area, or maybe you just need someone to talk to. Remember, friends, we are here to serve you and to help you, so that someday the Lord will use you to serve and help others. That's the way the kingdom of God works, and we're thrilled to participate with you in the adventure. There are many ways to contact Pastor Jim and the team here at Change by Love. All of our contact information is on our website, www.changedbyloveradio.com. Once again, that's changedbyloveradio.com. Maybe you would like to bless us by writing us a card or a letter. Our mailing address is Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Once again, that's Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Please join us next time on this same station. Until then, stay close to Jesus, and we know that you too will be changed by His love.